0: Well, please uh, open a Bible, if you have one, to Deuteronomy chapter 18. Deuteronomy 18. We're going to be reading from verses 14 to 22. Deuteronomy 18. I'll start at verse 14. The nations you will dispossess... Listen to those who practice sorcery or divination, but as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. For this is what you asked of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said Let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire any more, or we will die. The Lord said to me, this is Moses speaking, by the way, what they say is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name. But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, is to be put to death. You may say to yourselves, how can we know when a message has not been spoken by the Lord? If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously. So do not be alarmed. Amen. Well, each year, uh, Google do a, a review and they give a little update on how people have been using the internet and what we can learn from that. Uh, and in their most recent review at the end of last year, Google announced that more than ever, people are searching for the truth. Uh, They're searching specifically for information that they can trust. They're typing in key words like fact check and legit. Why? Because we are being bombarded with endless companies and brands urging us to use their products, but we don't know whether they deliver what they promise. We don't know if they really are carbon-neutral and cruelty-free. And we're being bombarded with endless news and information, but, but how do we know what's true and what's false? There's so much misinformation out there now. And it's causing people to become increasingly anxious and worried. And I was really interested that the Google Review said this. I think it's pretty spot on. This makes sense, they said. When things feel uncertain, we crave authenticity and that's what consumers are telling us they want right now. Transparency and responsibility and something that's real." End quote. That's true, isn't it? When things feel uncertain, we crave authenticity. Uh, we want the truth, and we want to know that it's the truth. We want that before we buy a new mattress, uh, before we go out and purchase health insurance, or try a new medical treatment, but we also want that for the bigger things in life, don't we? We want to know for sure what it really means to be a human, to be a man and a woman. We want to know if this big world was created, or if it came about by chance. We want to know what happens when we die. We want to know how to live a good life. We want to know if there is a God, and if there is, what is He like? But how do we find answers to questions like that? If you put them into Google, you're gonna be overwhelmed by endless answers that that contradict each other. And there are so many religions and there are so many worldviews, and all of them have their own guru and their prophet and their visionary, and they all tell us what they think is true. Well, today I want to tell you about another prophet Jesus Christ. And at first we might be tempted to think, yep, here we go again. Just another prophet. But actually, the people who came face to face with Jesus came to a slightly different conclusion than that. They began to realize he was something special. After his sermons, uh, they were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority. They actually began to say to each other, maybe this is the prophet. Not just one more prophet with a few good things to say, but, but the prophet. And that's what we're going to consider together this evening. We want to consider Christianity's claim that Jesus isn't just one wise voice amongst many, but that he's actually the prophet, the ultimate prophet. And we want to think about why that might be so good for us. Now, before we do that, before we think about why Jesus is the ultimate prophet, I think it's going to be helpful for us to just zoom out for a minute and get perspective on where we are. We're in the middle of a sermon series called Living Theology. And we're talking about how Jesus is our perfect mediator. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means God's up there uh, and his people are down here. And we need someone to come between us to bridge the gap. That's what a mediator does. That's what Jesus does. But how? How is Jesus the perfect mediator, the the promised one, the one who perfectly meets all our needs? Well, the Bible reveals to us three key ways in which Jesus is the perfect mediator. Three roles, three functions. He is our prophet, our priest, and our king. What does the priest do? Uh, Jack looked at this last week. Jesus is our priest who died for us and intercedes for us so that sinners like you and me can come into God's presence. What about the prophet? Well, that's what we're going to look at today. The prophet reveals God to us. So the priest brings us to God. The prophet brings God to us, you could say. And then third, there's the king. The king is the one who rules and rescues his people. Uh, He leads and protects them, and that's what we're going to look at next week. So that's just a brief overview of the office of mediator. Uh, Christ is our perfect mediator because he is our prophet and our priest and our king. Uh, Or if you like, he, he reveals, he reconciles, and he rules. And it's worth us Meditating on these things. Because it helps us appreciate how Christ fully meets all our needs. That is a remarkable statement that we make as Christians, isn't it? That Jesus meets all our needs. It sounds a bit like a a TV marketing campaign you probably find uh, late at night. That some, I don't know, whizzy gadget that does ten things in one some amazing appliance, and then you, you buy that appliance and you end up disappointed when you realize that it does 10 things not very well uh, and nothing very well at all. And that is completely different to Jesus who truly delivers and satisfies and meets all our needs. And, and meditating on his roles as prophet, priest, and king help us to see that. Help us to appreciate that. So, let's get into it then. Let's think about what it means for Jesus to be our prophet. Uh, We've got three points tonight, pretty straightforward. We're going to think about prophets in the Old Testament. We're going to think about Jesus, the ultimate prophet. And then we're going to ask, well, what does all of this mean for us? Old Testament, Jesus, us. So first, prophets in the Old Testament. Well, just like priests and kings... The role of prophets starts way back in the Old Testament. And we might sometimes think that the first half of the Bible is a bit unnecessary, a bit disconnected. um, But actually, it's full of things that point to Jesus and help us appreciate Him more. So what was the role of a prophet in the Old Testament? That's where we've got to start. And, And we read that passage in Deuteronomy 18 just before, which is really helpful. I hope you've got it open in front of you and you can... You can read along with me. Moses begins in Deuteronomy 18 verse 14 by saying that when Israel go into the promised land, they're going to realize that all the nations around them are practicing sorcery and divination. There's something here that we see is true of people for all time. That that everyone is seeking the truth from somewhere. Everyone's listening to someone. But then God says to his people, you're different because you're going to get the truth from me. How how will that happen? Through God's prophet. Verse 15, this prophet will be raised up by God himself. This is one of the amazing things we see about prophets in the Bible is that they're actually called by God himself. He anointed them to this special role. What did a prophet do? Uh, they basically had two things to do. They received God's word from God. God's word to the people. Now See there in verse 18, God says, I will put... My words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. So, before a prophet could speak, he had to receive. Uh, They might receive God's word through dreams or through visions or even God speaking directly to them. Uh, This is why you hear prophets like Jeremiah say, Then the word of the Lord came to me, Uh, or Thus says the Lord. So prophets received God's word, and then they spoke God's word. Verse 18 again, he will tell them everything I command him. So prophets spoke to the people, especially to the leaders. Often they would be calling the people back to God, back to obeying him and worshipping him rightly with all their hearts, uh, and to follow in his ways of justice and righteousness and truth. They usually weren't giving the people new instructions, but rather they were calling the people back to what God had already said before, back to the covenant, back to what God had always asked them to do. You could think of a a watchdog uh, who guards a house and barks at anyone who does the wrong thing. Prophets have sometimes been called covenant watchdogs uh, because they guarded the covenant. And they warn the people about straying from it. And then sometimes God also used prophets to make amazing predictions about the future. Uh, they would foretell of God's glorious, gracious plans to send a saviour and restore his people and make all things new. Now because prophets were speaking the very words of God, they had great authority. See in verse 19, I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name. So, so to ignore the prophet was equivalent to ignoring God himself. And verse 20, for a prophet to say something other than what God said to him was a blasphemy deserving of death. And then since Moses, many, many, many prophets came and went in Israel, We can actually still hear what many of them said in our Bibles, can't we? Which is amazing. Uh, In our morning services at the moment, we're seeing what God said through the prophet Malachi. But although God sent many prophets to his people through various times, there was always an expectation that one day a particularly great prophet would come. Moses actually predicts that here in our passage, Deuteronomy 18, see verse 15... The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you. From your fellow Israelites, you must listen to him. A prophet like Moses would come. Moses was considered maybe the greatest prophet of the Old Testament. Who's this next prophet who would come? Is it Isaiah? Is it Jeremiah? Is it it Elijah? Is it Elisha? The search was on for the prophet. The search was on and and when John the Baptist came, people went to John and and said, John 1 verse 21, are you the prophet? John said, no, there's someone else coming after me who's much greater. And and he was talking about Jesus Christ, wasn't he? The Apostle Peter actually confirms this uh, in his sermon uh, if you look at Acts three twenty-two to twenty-three, you'll see that he actually directly quotes Deuteronomy eighteen, and he says, "Jesus is the great prophet that Moses foretold." Well, that brings us to our second point. So we've looked briefly at prophets in the Old Testament. Now we want to think about Jesus, the ultimate prophet. Uh, was Jesus actually a prophet? Does he tick the boxes? Well, just like the prophets in the Old Testament, he was appointed to his role by God himself. And the Holy Spirit was poured out on him in his baptism for this special work. And just like the prophets of old, he received words from God and then he spoke them to the people. And like them, he had the role of calling the people back to God, back to right religion, back to right relationship with God. So yes, Jesus ticks the boxes of a prophet, but it quickly becomes clear he's not just any old prophet. They start to realize that Jesus is special. Uh, in Luke 7 verse 16, for example, they s- says they were all filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. Uh, Or in John 6 verse 14, we read that after the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. And they were right. Um, In a way that they could barely grasp, Jesus was the prophet like none other. He, He was the ultimate prophet. Uh, Why do I say that? There's lots we could say, um, but we're just going to boil it down to three key things. Jesus is the ultimate prophet because he reveals God more fully, because he preaches a better message, and because he has a bigger ministry. So he's got a fuller revelation, he's got a better message, and he's got a bigger ministry. How does Jesus bring us a fuller revelation? Well, other prophets were messengers who spoke what God said to them. But Jesus doesn't just speak God's word. We're told in John 1 verse 1 that Jesus is the word. He embodies the very words of God. So it's not that he's just revealing God with his words and his teaching, but actually in his very being is the god man and in all of his actions in what he does he teaches us about god in the incarnation in his miracles and his death and his resurrection and his ascension everything jesus is and does and says is this beautiful three-dimensional revelation of god and this revelation is fuller because Jesus has an intimate relationship with his Father. All these other prophets, they were always limited. Some of them were very unfaithful. Colossians 2 verse 3 tells us that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Why? Because he knows his Father intimately. Now Jesus says in John 12... For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. I know that his command leads to eternal life, so whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. That's the first way that Jesus is our ultimate prophet. He he brings a fuller revelation. He's, he's one with the Father, and he perfectly reveals that Father to us, uh, not just through what he says, but what he does and who he is. Second, Jesus is the ultimate prophet because he preaches a better message. Remember, prophets, they were like covenant watchdogs. They would bring the people back to the covenant that God made with Moses. But Jesus leads us into the new covenant, a covenant of salvation and life. His words make the difference between life and death. Those who listen are saved. Those who don't are destroyed. The time has come, Jesus says in Mark 1.15. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. That's, That's... what we call the gospel, the good news. And then as the story unfolds, we discover that Jesus isn't just the messenger of this good news. He's actually the message itself. Jesus is the good news. He doesn't just announce the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life who dies and rises to bring us to God. So Jesus is the ultimate prophet because he brings a fuller revelation of God. He preaches a better message of salvation. And third, because he has a bigger ministry. You know, one of the problems with all these other prophets is they died. But Jesus is our prophet for all eternity. John tells us in the first verse of his gospel, Jesus is the word who existed In the beginning. Which means that his prophetic ministry didn't begin when he was born to earth as a baby. It actually began before the beginning of the world. Throughout history, whenever God has spoken, it has always been through his Son. Through all those Israelite prophets, it was actually Jesus, the great prophet, who was speaking. Which means that every word in our Bibles, Old and New Testament, is nothing less than the word of Christ. Um, Theologian Mark Jones puts it like this. If we are insistent upon using red-letter Bibles to highlight the words of Christ, we might as well go the whole way and insist upon a fully red-lettered Bible. For all of God's truth comes through and from Christ, because he is the word of the Father. Don't know if your Bible's all read. Not only was Jesus prophet before the incarnation and during his time on earth, but even today, right now, Jesus is still our prophet. He's continuing his prophetic ministry through the Holy Spirit. As the Spirit takes God's word and presses it into our hearts and lives. And Jesus will be our prophet. In the future, forevermore. Uh, To quote Mark Jones again, In his state of glory in heaven, the glorified God-man will be the person through whom God continually reveals himself to his children in glory. He will continue to disclose revelation from God to his bride for all eternity. We'll always know God through the Son. forever. Which is why Jesus is the last prophet. It's why we live in the last days. It's why the Bible has finished being written. And there are no more prophets coming from God. It's the last days because the great prophet has come and he still lives and he lives forever. Hebrews one. One to two says this: In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son. We don't need to seek out any other prophecy, any other messenger from God. There's no one greater who could come. There's no greater message that you could hear. We we do still have preachers and teachers in the church today, but they're not bringing some new prophetic word. From God, they're they're pointing to Jesus and his perfect revelation. So how is Jesus the ultimate prophet? Well, he reveals God more fully and perfectly than ever before. He preaches a better message. He himself has come to die and give us eternal life. And he's got a bigger ministry. He's got an eternal ministry in which he reveals God to us in the past, in the present, and the future forevermore. I hope that we're starting to see why Jesus is the ultimate prophet and why that might be good news for us. But before we finish, let's just just unpack that a little more. Think through what this means for us. What does this mean for us? Well, do you remember um, what Google discovered last year? They found that many of us are anxious, and not surprisingly so, because our world is a crazy and confusing place. And then to make matters worse, when people go searching for something they can trust, they often get betrayed. Big companies and influencers and politicians and religions promise the good life. And then we're so often left with nothing but sand running through our fingers. And friends, that's why it is so wonderful that Jesus is our prophet. Who comes from God and reveals the truth to us. Are you searching for a prophet? For someone to reveal God as he really is. Someone to bring a glorious message. Where where will you find a better message? Than this, that we can be loved and saved, not because of anything we might do, but because of what God has already done for us. How sh- how should we respond? Moses himself said it in Deuteronomy 18 verse 15, you must listen to him. And the Apostle Peter drives that home in his sermon in Acts 3. He says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Jesus is the only way to be saved. Listen and live. Ignore him and die. And there's great motivation here for the work of mission too, isn't there? We have the truth, the truth that people are searching for. The very words of God, the only way to be saved, and don't they need to hear it? Maybe you're sitting here today and you don't feel anxious. Google says you feel anxious. You don't. No, actually, maybe you feel pretty confident. Confident you've worked things out. Confident you're living a good life. Confident... You're ready to die a good death. Well, that confidence, it could be a wonderful gift from God or it could be pride coming before a fall. The big question is, what is that confidence built on? Is it built on what Christ has done and said or is it built on something else? Perhaps your own grand ideas, perhaps... What feels right to you, perhaps what someone wise once said to you. The wise man built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundations on the rock. For those of us who have listened to Jesus, we we can rejoice. What an enormous blessing to have found a foundation that will stand firm against the tides of time and culture, against the lies and the confusion of our world, against the ravages of of sickness and death. Are you seeking the answer to something? Seek it from the Lord. Humbly praying, searching his scriptures, listening for his voice. Are you overwhelmed, confused by endless options and opinions? Charles Spurgeon famously said, visit many good books, but live in the Bible. Come and rest in the words and the actions and the person of Jesus Christ. He has revealed to us everything that we need to live well, to die well, to spend eternity with God. Let's pray now and thank God for Jesus, the ultimate prophet.